Welcome everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Van Beek. Dr. Van Beek, it is. He's a good-looking Dr. Van Beek today, folks. I don't. Oh no, no, you no, can't no, see no, him, don't do that. but I can do see that. him, and I don't I'm care. Sorry, who, Lynn, I sorry. don't care who knows it. He's a good-looking man. <laughs> Shout it from the mountaintops. Um, anyway, before I digress too far down that rabbit hole, uh, my friend, we're going to talk about Amos six and seven tonight, right? We, we certainly are. And first, I'm going to make a correction for last week. Um, I, I think I was talking about Pleiades and saying, why would they think that in the fifth century? And that was because Plato was fifth century, but we, but, but Amos actually is eighth century BC. Right. And I did take a little look at Pleiades and Orion mm-hmm. and they, they talk about Orion just as Orion. It, those are very much Greek terms. Pleiades yes. means, um, but, but in the, in the Hebrew, it's just the seven sisters. They talk mm-hmm. about the seven sisters. So, um, so that's kind of, so they don't actually use the term Pleiades there. That's, that's a Greek term. Is that a holdover from the Septuagint or something like that? Don't know. Don't know. You've, you've already gone too far for me here. (laughs) That's not the first time. (laughs) No, no, no. But, but, but looking at the Septuagint would be perfect for that. If if I had taken the time to do that, that makes sense. Yeah. And let's not be, um, wrong in my what i just said there like dr van beek is way more knowledgeable than i ever am or will be it's just many times i've gone too far in probably not a helpful way um, <laughs> but this was helpful this, uh, this was yeah, helpful yeah, and yeah. it would have been wise for me to have looked at the septuagint no 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 however um our 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 bibles are probably you know following the masoretic text so Oh, see, look yeah. at us go. Look at us. Look go. at us. Look at us going too deep for our audience, yeah. or or for ourselves. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Uh, okay, my friend. Well, shall I jump in right here at uh, verse one of chapter six? Yeah. Someday I might spend a little time, do a little Septuagint type study with you. Oh, just a fun. little introduction to the Septuagint. Okay. It might be fun. Might be yeah. fun. But let's yeah let's let's get on to what we're supposed to be doing here. No problem at all. Uh, Folks, chapter six, verse one. Woe to you who are complacent in Zion and to you who feel secure on Mount Samaria. You notable men of the foremost nation to whom the people of Israel come. Go to Kalanah and look at it. From there, go to Hamath and then go down to Gath and Philistia. Are you better off than your two kingdoms? Are they better off than your two kingdoms? Is their land larger than yours? You put off the day of disaster and bring near a reign of terror. You lie on beds adorned with ivory and lounge on your couches. You dine on choice lambs and fattened calves. You strum away on your harps like David and improvise on musical instruments. You drink wine by the bowlful and you use the finest lotions, but you do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, you will be among the first to go into exile. Your feasting and lounging will end. So... So now he's he actually a little bit talks to both um, Judah and and uh, Israel here. So Zion, we're talking about you know Jerusalem, and uh, you know the secure on Mount Samaria. Samaria is is Samaria. So you got the the capital of um, of Judah and the capital of Israel. So he, I don't he he generally just talks to Israel. I don't know why he pulled them in on this little one because he turns right back. And just starts talking um, to Israel again. You men of the foremost nation of Israel. Go to Kalna and look at it. And then Hamath. 
So those are those are two nation uh, those are two cities that Israel took over, hmm. right? And then he says, go down to Gath in in Philistia. And at this point in history, um, the commentators will tell you that Israel actually controlled Gath as well. Hmm. So okay. Israel was actually in a in a time of great uh, great military power for them. Okay. okay, for them, these guys are all so close together, right? Right. Um, Syria, Syria is just just a little bit north. Assyria is a little further north. You know, Philistia is right in right up well part of their territory here. So it's kind of one of those interesting things when you're from Canada. Countries are very far away. Right. You know, like you might live in the lower mainland of BC, and United States is close, but that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it for us. And these guys, you know, the other nations are are, you know, a days walk away kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And okay. and you know you you know your ballistic missiles of those days were big bow and arrows. <laughs> and you could almost you could almost shoot them from one from one town to the next. <laughs> so so uh, so you, you you sometimes think that 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 whole region is is a scary region to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember the Princess Bride, eh? You know, the most important thing. Well, the most important thing is don't get involved in a land war in Asia. <laughs> and the second. <laughs> Never argue with a Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, don't match with, with a Sicilian when death yeah, is on right. the line. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so what he's saying is is um, he's, he's talking to them. And then he says, are you better than these two kingdoms? Hmm. Like, what makes you think you're better? Why are you actually just putting off? This day of disaster that's coming. You're lying on beds adorned with ivory. So I um, sounds really uncomfortable to me, but maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe they're like, you know, sleigh beds and stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, using using very <laughs> in those days it wasn't illegal to own ivory, yeah. which is really hard to get. I mean, to yeah. take down a rhino or an elephant with with a spear is you know, then you deserve the ivory that you get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not not taking them down with with um, high powered rifles and machine guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, So then he says, "You're lying on your couches. You're dining on choice lambs." This scares me a little bit. You're dining on choice lambs and on fatted calves, right? Mm-hmm. You're strumming away on your harps. You're improvising your music, and you're drinking wine by the bowlful. Like instead of drinking it in small amounts, you're you're just guzzling yeah. wine and you're using the finest lotions. And why this sounds so much like us, you know, I, I, and and I I keep I'm terrified that I keep saying bringing it back to to the yeah. way we live today, um, because God isn't saying to us, you know, woe to you in Toronto and and things like that. Though <laughs> though we would all accept that being from yeah. the West. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> woe, to you, woe to you in Toronto and woe to you in Vancouver for that matter. But um but this idea of choice lambs and fatted calves, you and I can also eat um the richest people in the world do not eat better food than us. Right. You know, they might eat um endangered species and stupid things like that. But on a daily basis, we can eat as well as as yeah. as the richest people in the world, probably because we are the richest people in the world. Right. You know, it's weird, isn't it? It's yeah. weird. And and we can use loshas and we can play instruments and we can do all of this stuff. And he says to them, and he hasn't said this to us, but he's saying this to them. Um, you're going into exile and all of this is going to end. Yeah. So so they're living in the laps of luxury. 
you know, what do we, we, we said we're around 750 BC, you know, they're going to go into exile about 18 years hence, you know, in that, in that range. And he's telling them, get ready for this because this isn't going to last. Mm-hmm. Same thing he's been saying all along. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, keep going. Yeah. And by the way, really interesting. He says, because you do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph too. It's like, you don't have any compassion on your brother. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. And actually the grieving over the ruin of Joseph, um, Joseph in this case is another name for Israel. Mm -hmm. You need to grieve over what's coming. Yeah. But you know what? They're in the midst of it. They're, they're living, they're living high. They, you know, can't say hi on the hog. <laughs> well, we are talking about the Jewish nation. I guess we can't say hi in the hog. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> one one day we should talk about where the word Jewish comes from because it's mm. actually later than this, but um, that's not important to write down. So, picking it up at verse eight, then, folks, the sovereign Lord has sworn by himself, the Lord God Almighty declares, I abhor the pride of Jacob and detest his fortresses. I will deliver up the city and everything in it. If 10 people are left in one house, they too will die. And if the relative who comes to carry the bodies out of the house to burn them, ask anyone who might be hiding there, is anyone else with you? And he says, no, then he will go away. Hush, we must not, we must not mention the name of the Lord. Before you keep going there, doesn't that sound like your movie, uh, that one about being quiet for some reason? Mm -hmm. I don't know why it makes me think of that. What was that movie called? Uh, a Quiet Place. Oh, a Quiet Place. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like such a lovely movie, but it was not. It no. was, you said it was quite scary. Yeah, it was um, scary. 10 people, 10 people to do a synagogue. They say that the smallest group of soldiers was 10. Mm. Um, 10 is a very common word to, um, to talk about a limited uh, group. But he says, if there's 10 in a house, they're going to die. I like this, the relative who's coming to burn the bodies. Mm. Interesting, eh? Yeah, I wonder why I I should have taken the time to see why burn and not bury. But then if he says, "Is there anybody there?" You say, "Hush, don't mention the name of the Lord." And the reason you do that is because God has not come in this instance to save you. God is your punisher, mm. and that's yeah. why you don't mention His name. Yeah. A little bit like Revelation, um, you, they're going to cry for the mountains to fall on them to hide them from God. Mm. These guys. I will not mention his name because I am terrified at this point in my life. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that makes total sense now. Yep. Um, picking up at verse 11 then folks, for the Lord has given the command and he will smash the great house into pieces and the small house into bits. Do horses run on the rocky crags? Does one plow the sea with oxen? But you've turned in, you've turned justice into poison and the fruit of righteousness into bitterness. You who will rejoice in the conquest of Lo Debar and, and say, Did we not take Karinam? Karnam? Karnam by your own strength, by our own strength. For the Lord God Almighty declares, I will stir up a nation against you, Israel, that will oppress you all the way from Libo Hamath to the Valley of Arabah. So so they so God says, I'm gonna crush you. Um you know, and then he does that, those things like oxens don't plow the sea, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously you don't do this stuff and, and you, you've been unrighteous and it's bitter. When you, when you took over Labor and Carneum, you, you said, look how powerful we are mm-hmm. rather than giving God the praise. 
Remember? A little bit like one of the Herods when he said, um, look on me. And he and they said he's a god. And he said, yes. And God um, ate him up with worms. Remember? Um, someone said that was bowel cancer, by the way, but I'm not sure. Right. I, I don't I don't know what these worms did. But um, but then he declares, I'll stir up a nation against you. And so um, all the way from Libo Hamath down to Araba. Libo Hamath was, I think, even north of Syria, even. Mm. Um, but it was in that area and maybe not that far up. But that's the very top of what Israel had, con- the conquest of Israel. And our Araba was in the very bottom by the Dead Sea. So this is, he's saying, I am, I'm going to take over the entire length of Israel. Hmm. And just like he says in other places, remember, for 160 stadia or, um, you know, for 300 kilometers, the length of Israel, you're going to, I am going, there's going to be destruction. I'm going to take it over, man. It's, it's over. It yeah. is over for you. Yeah. You don't know it yet. You are the walking dead. Yeah. yeah. And God loves these people. He's yeah. just had enough. He's fed up. Yeah. 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 Like it kind of creeps me out whenever I read this kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because we want to, we want to see a this uh, this God is Jesus playing with the little children, right? And thinking that that's how He's going to deal with us. Yeah, yeah, gracious, loving God, and you know we can do what we want. Yeah, and instead we have this God that also has a sense of justice too. Yeah, and and makes fun of Israel because they they have no sense of that justice. I actually heard uh, Bill Maher. Um, cutting up cutting down the woke group in one of his talks and i thought that's interesting because bill's very dem- um he, he's not republican he's democratic in his views right yeah but but he was like oh no they're they've gone way too far hmm. interesting eh? Hmm. it's 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 worth i don't know why i brought that up because it it sounded like you know he was even saying oh this is too much guys this is you know they were they were saying if we lived in we are better than um, who was it? Well, George Washington, I think, because um, he didn't have any gay friends, and, <laughs> and he said, uh, "Actually, if you lived back then, you wouldn't, and if he lived now, he would." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't know why you're comparing yourself to historical figures. Right. It was right. a weird, little weird thing, but yeah. Anyway, anyways, this the the plumb line now is is going to be kind of neat. Yeah. All right, folks, picking up at uh, chapter seven, verse one. This is what the sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts after the king's share had been harvested and just as late crops were coming up. When they had stripped the land clean, I cried out, sovereign Lord, forgive. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. Um, So the Lord relented. This will not happen, the Lord said. This is what the sovereign Lord showed me. The sovereign Lord was calling for judgment by fire. It dried up the great deep and devoured the land. When I cried, then I cried out, sovereign Lord, I beg you, stop. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. The Lord relented. This will not happen either, said the sovereign Lord. Okay, let's stop there. So on the very first two of these, this is actually Amos that that stood up for Israel and said, God, please stop this thing. First, it was the locusts, and then it was drought. I, I'm going to say drought because, you know, fire dried up everything. So heat and drought. And both times, Amos himself said, um, 
please stop this, God. And God listened to his prophet and stopped it both times. Kind of interesting, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now you're on verse 7. All right. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to a plumb, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, I'm setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed, and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. With my sword, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. Yeah. Are you going to keep reading or are you going to stop? I can. Sorry. I just thought naturally stop there. That's why I stopped there. <laughs> Against the house. Well, let's, um, yeah, let's stop there. Yep. So I'm, I've got, I'm going to do a plumb line, right? I, you know, and a plumb line is to, to, uh, when you're doing a two story wall or a wall, use a plumb line to make sure it's straight up and down, right? Plumb. Yeah. Plumb level and square is what you want if you're a window man. Windows have to be plumb level and square. And, uh, I used to get two of the three when I was putting in windows. <laughs> at any point in time. And he says, but I'm going to destroy Jacob and I'm going to rise against it with a sword. And then it comes to the next point where, where Amaziah, one of the priests in Jeroboam's kingdom, comes against Amos. Hmm. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, the king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words. For this is what Amos is saying. Jeroboam will die by the sword. (laughs) Wow. And Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there and do your prophesying there. Do not prophesy anymore at Bethel, because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor a son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd, and I also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending flock and said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. Now then, hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not stop, do not prophesy against Israel, but stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says Your wife will become a prostitute in the city, and your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up. And you yourself will die in a pagan country, and Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. Yeah, yeah. Don't Woof. um don't Woof. tick off the prophets. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's one of those weird things where the prophets had to put up with so much from God. Um, but when other guys came against them, do you remember the the kids that went against? Was it um it was the, it was the, um, oh shoot. I forgot the, you know, the two prophets, the one, the guy who got the double portion, what was his name again? Oh, not Elijah, but Elisha. Elisha. Yeah. And which I think it was Elisha that, that they said, uh, they made fun of him and the she bears came out and killed them. <laughs> That's right. Or the she bear, hey. um, a female bear came out and killed them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Crazy, crazy. So Amos, um, Amaziah says, you know, get out of here, Amos. Like, like, go prophesy in Judah. You're from Judah. You're not from here. Like, leave us alone. This is the king's land. Yeah. And that's what Amos says. Hey, listen, I wasn't even a prophet. I'm I'm just a shepherd, for crying out loud. I was looking after fig trees. Really liked 
looking after fig trees. It was, it was, it was way better than this job. Oh, much better. This job stinks. Yeah. And so Amaziah says, um, well, well, get lost and, and, and don't prophesy here anymore. And Amos says, look, when this thing all comes down, um, when this when this comes down the way I say it's going to come, your wife's going to be a prostitute in the city. And what that means is Amos will be taken away from her and she'll have no way to make a living other than prostitution. Because mm. in those days, a woman had no other way to make a living other than like wet nurse prostitution. You yeah. know, um, there, there are a few very few things they could do. And he says, this is what's going to happen. And your kids are going to die and your land's going to be divided and you yourself are going to die in a pagan country. So in, in Assyria is where you're going to go because you're going to go into exile. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> I don't know why I like that so much. It's, it's like Micaiah. Remember Micaiah? Yeah. But, um, you know, Ahab, Ahab comes to him and he says, Oh, you're going to do great. Truth. <laughs> How many times have I told you? Stop. Yeah. Yeah, stop, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me the truth. All right. Yeah. If you return from this battle, then I'm not a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like how he starts it off, right? Jeroboam will die by the sword. Israel will go into exile away from their native land. And oh, by the way, your wife will become a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I was going to say the icing on the cake, but probably not the way to say it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, rough. And and this is not uncommon in wartime. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 not uncommon. Yeah. Um, people do what they have to do to survive. I remember the Vietnamese people having to just having to do what they had to do to survive. Right. And um, and you know, so I heard, you know, I wasn't there. Um, I almost went. I was almost there. Hmm. No, nah, hmm. I was never there. I was. It was over before I was old enough. I think hmm. Vietnam ended in what seventy six, seventy two, seventy two, seventy two, or seven, maybe seventy four is when. Maybe they, yeah. Let's put the difference and say it ended in seventy four. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So so this is what happened, and so it's it's one of those weird things about the prophets. God God demanded so many so many strange things from him, so many difficult things. I mean, all of his prophets, most of his prophets died right. horrible deaths. Even Isaiah died a horrible death. Right. Um, and, and yet, and yet when they spoke for God, what they said came true. Yeah. And, and he was telling them something, this, this, all of this stuff would have happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Eh? Yeah. And, but it it just reminds us, um, serve God. Yeah. This yeah. is not a God to be trifled with. No, no. God is a loving God. God is love, all those things. But um I love I love C.S. Lewis uh line about about the lion, mm -hmm. Aslan. Yeah. When they say, Is he safe? And and uh in the book, they don't do it well in the movie, they say he's not tame, but in the book they say. No, he's not safe, but he is good. Yeah. God is not safe. Yeah. But he is, but good. He is good. Yeah. Well put, my friend. Well put. Thank you for joining us on this. Lair, that was a fantastic overview of, of God calling this people yet again. You know, like you said, even at the height of all their, like they're leading their best lives. If we use a term that we often hear today, right? Lead your best life. Well, they're leading their best lives. But God is saying, you're rotten at the core. 
and that you need to really come back to me. Uh, what a great way to put it. Folks, thanks so much for listening. We so appreciate it. We, we do see that you listen. We get stats on that. And it's just so much fun. Tell your friends, put it up on telephone poles. I don't know. <laughs> Post office. I, whatever. whatever the kids are doing these days. Promote it there. Um, but anyway, we're so glad that you join us on this. And we'll be back in a week's time when we'll do some other thing inside Amos, because I think we've got a few few chapters. Two more on. chapters to go, I think. Two more chapters to go. Yeah, we'll finish we'll, next week. And we'll finish next week. But until then, I was Steve, he was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse Podcast.